Hello and welcome to Lockdown Leafs Podcast, your one-stop shop for all things Leafs. I'm your host, Mike DiStefano. You can find me on Twitter at Mickey underscore Canuck. You can also hit up the show on Twitter as well at Lockdown Leafs. It's been five weeks since the season was suspended indefinitely and we got a little bit of glimmer of hope today for sports returning at some point this season. Uh, I'll touch on that at conversation a little bit later in today's podcast. I'm also going to be going to, uh, to start a new segment today that I'll be doing for the next four podcasts. I'll be ranking my favorite players over a five-year span of the Leafs uh, starting from the year 2000 so during my my 20-year fandom I guess since I've been a Leafs fan at least Um, so I'll start with 2000 to 2005 crop today and then uh, in the next podcast I'll go from 05 to 2010 and then 10 to 15, 15 to, to the current team now, and, and so on. So uh, so that, that's that's going to be some fun. I had a good blast uh, just kind of looking back at some of the players over that time span, just kind of taking a look and remembering like, oh, wow, yeah, he had a great year that season. Oh, man, imagine if the, the lockout never occurred, how, how much of a leap he could have took from uh, year from 04 to 05. But, so that was a lot of fun. So, uh, so I'll, I'll get through that and kind of start that. A little bit today but let's let's first quickly see how back we can get to watching hockey because uh, that's what's most important at this point you know five weeks without it when we should be right in the middle of round one of the Stanley Cup playoffs and we're not and it sucks it really really sucks I'm starting to go crazy right now uh, without a hockey fix you know these rewinds are starting to uh, they're starting to to just make me want the real thing. Like, I know what's going to happen because I watched these games before, and I know this is from 15 years ago, and I could really care less at this point. I want real hockey, playoff hockey, as soon as possible. And it sounds like we might actually get it. I know that, you know, maybe about a month ago or three weeks ago, there was a point where I did not think, it, it was especially when it really, really hit North America, the 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 crisis and COVID nineteen really, really hit. And then you heard about what was going on in Italy, and you thought, oh my goodness, what if that ends up happening here? We're going to be locked in our rooms, um, and no one's going to be able to leave for weeks, and and the the death toll and the 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 cases are just going to keep rising. But it seems like it's leveled up a little bit. It's still going up and up and up. Don't get me wrong, but it doesn't seem like we've had. A major, major spike day after day after day. Um, and so the president of the United States, Donald Trump, uh, actually is saying he's he's hoping to have some states kind of ready to go for, for May, you know, which is a couple of weeks away. So that's, that's good news. Um, I'm not too sure if that's really going to end up happening. But, uh, but that's, you know, what they're saying. Uh, but other than that, he held a conference call with all the pro league commissioners and prominent owners uh, of those leagues. So, you know, Roger Goodell, the NFL, uh, Rob Manfred of Major League Baseball, Adam Silver, the NBA, and, of course, our man Gary Bettman of the NHL, also involved in this phone call, along with a couple of uh, prominent owners, Mark Cuban, Jerry Jones, uh, so on and so forth. Just to kind of get a conversation rolling, like, what have you guys been doing? Because the other day, Donald Trump said, we need sports back. That's what needs to come back is sports. Uh, So, you know, the conversation was had. You know, what are you guys doing logistically? Is this possible? What are the different things that you guys are talking about? What does sports look like without fans? What do you guys need to do in order to get things back up and running? And I think that, you know, the, the government wants to kind of help at least facilitate some things to uh, to try and, and get sports one of the biggest, you know, economic uh, successes in 
America and in Canada. So to try and get that back up and running, plus kind of just give some people some normalcy, something to watch while they're they're off. Um, and so it doesn't look so even if sports do come back, there's gonna be no fans. Like regardless. What happens, I think the thing that we do know is that there will not be a massive congregation of fans. And if we get sports back this year, it's going to be just the game. It's going to be just about the game uh, of hockey, basketball, baseball, whatever. But, you know, for our sake, obviously, locked on Leafs, we, you know, we like to, we focus on hockey. We're all big hockey fans. So, you know, if the Leafs do continue their season, it's not going to be with fans. It may not even be in Toronto. Like, we don't even know that to be the case. Like, Dr. Anthony Fauci, uh, you know, one of the big wig medical experts in the States, you see him on the news all the time talking about, you know, updating everybody on, on the status of what's going on in the world. And he says that he could see a world where sports do get back up and running. He, he says, you know, if there's weekly testing for athletes, designated cities that they play in, and then you stash these teams in designated hotels near the arena and kind of keep them out of the public and you kind of keep them all in this bubble and they can finish out the season there. Um, that, that would be a way where he sees sports getting back up and running. Um, but then there's other things like, well, how are you going to do this testing? Like, is, is there going to be weekly testing that's available? Do you have enough test kits to do that? Like, I know that, you know, a few weeks ago, there was problems with test kits. They didn't have enough of them. Uh, there's travel bans, you know, teams, are they going to be able to travel across the border? Not just, you know, are they going to be allowed to, but is it going to be safe for them to travel over the border into these airports, uh, that are, are big hubs for the disease and how a lot of teams, you know, got this disease or a lot of people got this disease. So are these travel bans going to be an issue? You know, some, um, you can't do any transatlantic stuff. So if there's some players, like, I don't know if this happened, I'm actually not sure, but you know, if Alex Ovechkin went to go to Russia to be with his family during all this, is he going to be allowed out of Russia to come back or other people who went to Europe? Some of the Swedes who went to Europe, are they going to be allowed to come back out of their country? Well, actually Sweden's they're kind of going, they decided to not lock everything down and they're kind of just seeing what happens. But are they going to be allowed into this country? Like, we don't know if that's going to even be possible either. So a lot of these conversations had to happen. Um, so they did happen. And apparently it's actually the second phone call that Trump has had with a lot of these uh, with these league commissioners. So it's, it's a good sign. It seems like um, they want sports to come back, not just the leagues. But, you know, the powers that be, whether it's Donald Trump or it's Justin Trudeau, Dr. Anthony Fauci, um, you know, I'm, I'm sure there's many, many others who are really hoping that uh, that sports get back up and running um, as long as it's it's safe to do so. And I think that's what they're trying to figure out is, is it safe? When will it be most safe? And then once, you know, we get to that point, how can we keep it safe? So that that kind of those conversations kind of are are ongoing with with the uh, with everybody so let's hope that uh we do get to see some more hockey let's hope we do get to see the playoffs let's hope we do get to see the stanley cup get rewarded um you know just how soon this will all fall into place nobody knows but it does seem like you know a bit of a glimmer of hope that we were looking for in order to get hockey back and finish up the season um the nhl has stated that they want to finish the regular season somehow, whether they fully finish it or they get some games in. Like, they don't want to go straight into the playoffs. They kind of want to finish it out, whether, you know, that's 
play everybody up to 72 games, play everyone up to 75 games, uh, however it may be, and then you get to the playoffs and you finish it out from there. Uh, But they do want to finish the season. They do want to award the Stanley Cup this year. And they said that in order to do this, they're willing to push the start of 2020-2021 to maybe uh, the end of November next year and then have no All-Star game, have no bye weeks, and then finish the season in late June. So they end up pushing it back four or five weeks the start of next season and then uh, take away the All-Star game, the bye weeks, and then finish it a couple weeks later. So I think that's that's best case scenario. That's what they're hoping for. You know, let's let's get things back in order uh, in the next month or so. Maybe maybe a bit longer than that. Actually, what are we? April today's what's today? April what's sixteenth? Uh, yeah, so we're probably not even looking at getting back into the swing of things until probably June. I would say, um, just based on you know the MLS came out and they said yeah we've postponed all of our matches through June eighth. So uh, I think. At the very least, there's still a lot of logistics that have to get hammered out. A lot of the details are going to have to be kind of um, hammered out for for everything to start back up. Um, but it is it does look like it's a priority to finish out the season, uh, and so that's 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 good news. That's really good news for for you, for me, for the leagues, for everybody involved. Um, that sports are uh, sports are going to be coming back, hopefully. um and as for the maple leafs you know it's 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 a big year for them right i mean they have a chance to a make the playoffs and make a bit of a run if they can get past boston or tampa uh it's gonna be tough but you know they want to make that playoff berth they still want to see how they match up against these guys in a seven game series and what they may need to do over the off season uh, kind of find out what their benchmark is and what they need to improve on in order to surpass the Bruins or the the Lightning. So it's going to be important, definitely, to get uh, to get a playoffs in for not only the Leafs but for everybody. All right, so I mentioned that uh, that I was going to be starting this new list, I guess, uh, kind of a new segment ish type thing um, about the Leafs. And my favorite players throughout, you know, the five-year spans, I guess, dating back to the 2000 to 2005, which is where I started watching hockey, where I first became a fan, and when I became a fan of the Toronto Maple Leafs. Um, And so I'm just going to talk about, you know, my top five players from that specific era and kind of why I became fans of them, why I liked them so much. Um, And then uh, I'll do that again in the next episode from 05 to 2010. 10 to 15 and then 15 to present so that's kind of what uh, the next four episodes kind of a, a a new segment to toss into these podcasts just something to get our minds off of COVID and kind of talk about the past and and kind of talk about uh you know hockey and talk about the Leafs somehow even though there's not much news going on all right so first and foremost um the first man on this list Matt Sundin no question about it I don't think anybody's gonna make uh gonna be upset about this you know if he's not on your list were you really a Leafs fan like if if you didn't like Matt Sundin what are you doing liking the Leafs because he kind of embodied what it was to be a Toronto Maple Leaf he was the heart and soul of that team um 
And in my opinion, if he was fully healthy for that series against Carolina in 0102, I know he came back in the series, um, but I truly believe that they, they would have beat the team and the Leafs would have been in the Stanley Cup final against Detroit back in 0102. But I digress. He wasn't healthy. That's sports. That's hockey. Um, and they ended up getting eliminated, old wounds, but whatever. But, you know, the guy was a team captain. Leading scorer every year, Hall of Famer, no question he's got to be at the top of not only my list, but I would hope everybody's list um, because Sundeem was just uh, an amazing, amazing hockey player, and he was great in the community as well. You know, always, always doing stuff for uh, the city of Toronto and even still doing a lot of stuff for the city of Toronto. You know, he does the the, the Legends Tournament every year. He comes back um, and, and still gives back to Toronto. So Sundin, hundred percent, uh, one of my favorite player, one of my favorite Leafs of all time, certainly my favorites of that era. Uh, all right. Second man on this list, Darcy Tucker. I had a, a chance to meet Tucker at work. Uh, he was, he was coming into studio at TSN. I saw him sitting on the couch, uh, just waiting to, to come into the next segment. And I was walking by and I was like, Tucks, how are you? What's going on? How are you? And I was, you know, just kind of spoke to him, told him how, how much of a fan I was when I was younger. Um, and I told him a story, actually, that the one year I was playing hockey, it was the first year that they actually, they, they put our last names on our, they were like sponsored, I guess. So they put our last names on our jersey and they asked us, you know, what number do we want? It was customized. And I said, I want number 16. I want Darcy Tucker's number 16. And that's what I wore. That was my uh, that was my number that year uh, when I was able to pick it. So I was I was you know I told him that I was like man you know you're my favorite player at the time and um, so I wanted to, to to be number sixteen just like you and and he thought that was really cool uh, and he was really excited about that. So you know I uh, Darcy Tucker he was such a he was a great two way player played with a lot of energy grit had some nice scoring touch a twenty time four. Uh, or four-time 20-goal scorer with the Leafs. Uh, had his best years with the team. He was such a, a heart and soul guy, too. Um, big, big, big Darcy Tucker fan. Uh, the third guy on this list, Curtis Joseph. Cujo, my man. Um, he nearly converted me to a Red Wings fan after he left, not going to lie, because I was such a big fan of him. Uh, I've, I've always been a big goalie guy. I don't know why. Like, Roberto Luongo is my favorite player of all time. Um, you know, I love Carey Price, uh, Freddie Anderson. Uh, I always have a soft spot for him, which probably explains why I get so passionate when I see, you know, the goalie tandem being deployed so wrong, like we saw a lot earlier in the year under Pabcock. And I think I just, it's because I have that soft spot for goalies. But uh, Cujo, man, like, this guy was unbelievable for the Leafs. Um, I know we did have one year of, or uh, two years, two years of Ed Belfour after Cujo, but honestly, I think we haven't really had a goaltender like him since him. You know, Freddie, he's uh, he's great. He's the number one. That's for certain. You know, I think Freddie's the first number one that we've actually legitimately had uh, since <laughs> uh, the Cujo Belfour years, but. Um, yeah, no, Curtis Joseph was, uh, he was amazing. And I remember, you know, watching him in, in those playoffs, stealing games for the Leafs, absolutely stealing games. So, you know, Cujo was, um, Cujo was really, I think, my first favorite player. You know, when you, you just kind of have your first favorites, Cujo was that guy. Because I started getting into hockey, I think I've said it before, during the 01-02 playoffs, and Cujo was 
amazing, amazing during those playoffs. So uh, that was kind of my uh, eye opener to 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 hockey, to the Leafs, and Curtis Joseph standing on his head for a lot of those games. Um, he was my guy, and and you know broke my heart. Little seven year old me had his heart broken when he decided to to go to the Red Wings for more money to try and win a cup. So. Uh, I almost converted. I didn't convert, but I almost did. Um, and uh, yeah, so Cujo, one of my favorite, one of my favorites of all time, favorite Leafs of all time, certainly of that era. Uh, Ty Domi is the next man on my list. I mean, who didn't like Domi? Right? Like the guy's an absolute warrior. The dude dropped the mitts every other game. Didn't care who you were, how big you were. You know, Domi. Uh, I'm not, he was like five eight, like I'm, you know, like I'm I'm a pretty small guy, and he's like my size, maybe a little shorter than me, um, and it's it's hilarious how a guy like that was such a warrior and just fought everybody. I mean, the the classic watch the lawsuit tie, like he was just such a warrior out there on the ice. Um, I love Ty Domi, man. He was hilarious, and his son. It's funny he turned into such a. a uh, an offensive weapon when his father wasn't really that <laughs> it was more of a force to be reckoned with uh which is hilarious but uh yeah no ty domi uh huge fan of him back in the day loved his game uh all right la- the last man here on my list brian mccabe the lone defenseman on my list actually which is funny because when i when i play hockey like I, i'm a defenseman when i play hockey but I only have one d-man on my on my top list which is yeah Anyways, um, well, Brian McCabe, uh, I do that a cannon of a shot from the point, laid dudes out, put up points. You know, he's a heck of a D-man in his prime, and that's when he was with the Leafs. It was, was right through his prime, and uh, he was he was amazing. You know, see, this was the player I was kind of talking about when you look at what the lockout year what he did before and after the lockout year, and what could have been the year of his, you know, during the lockout. You know, he had his breakout season with 53 points the year going into the lockout. And then coming out of it, 68 points. You know, 68 points, nothing to snuff at. Especially back in 2006. Like, defensemen weren't scoring like that. Like, that wasn't a thing. It's not like today when Carlson and Burns are averaging a point per game. Like, that didn't happen back in 2006. Not many people were putting up near 70 points uh, seventy points a game. And, and Brian McCabe did that with the Leafs, which was, which was amazing. And I, I, you know, he was fantastic. And another time, I, I, you know, my heart was broken a little bit when he got traded to Florida. Uh, but whatever it happens. Uh, but he was he was fantastic. He was big for them in the playoffs too. He was always a big game performer. Um, came up big, and you know that was back when the Leafs were synonymous with the NHL playoffs. Which you know for you newbies out there who are still young and, and newer, I, I guess to hockey in the last ten years or so. Yeah, the Leafs used to be a perennial playoff team. They used to make it every single year. It was like a six seven year span. They were making the playoffs every single year, and uh, it looks like we're kind of getting back to that now after a uh, a long, long uh, playoff hiatus, I guess we could call it. Uh, But Brian McCabe, man, he was was a special player. He was a special talent, Uh, one of the most offensively gifted uh, defensemen that I think it was was in that era. He was uh, just honestly just a, a... phenom out there on the ice for the Leafs 
Uh, all right, so that's, I guess, my, my top five players from that era of 2000-2005. So Matt Sundin, Darcy Tucker, Curtis Joseph, Ty Domi, and Brian McCabe. All right, before I let you guys go, I just want to talk quickly about the um, Conquer COVID t-shirts. And I'm not sure if you've seen this. I believe this was started by Haley Wickenheiser, um, also being endorsed by Ryan Reynolds, uh, famous actor Ryan Reynolds, Canadian actor. Um, so they have these t-shirts, these, uh, conquer COVID-19 t-shirts. They're being circulated now around the internet, kind of all, it, it's really becoming really big by a lot of the hockey, uh, hockey players are starting to, to post them and post some videos of, of tossing them on. I know, uh, my coworker, Jamie Noodles McLennan just posted a video, you know, get your shirts, go and buy them, give a nice little tight tuck and, uh, and, and support the cause to conquer COVID-19. Um, each dollar from these shirts will will help buy PPEs, uh, protective equipment for frontline personnel in Canada. So you know, go out there. That's a great way to support you know these frontline workers out there. You know, risking their lives every single day to uh, to make our country safe and, and and healthy during these tough times. So you can visit ConquerCovid19.ca to buy your T-shirt. Wear it, take a photo of it, post it on Instagram, post it on Twitter, Facebook, share it. Try and get everybody you can think of to uh, to go up there and buy one and 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 uh, help this cause uh, because together we need to try and try and get through this. Uh, it's it's been about five weeks now since it's really really hit the fan here in North America, um, and it's not far from over sadly so you know go out buy yourself a shirt support your frontline workers let's get a let's get everybody wearing these conquer COVID 19 shirts i saw ontario premier doug ford wearing one the other day uh during his press conference which i thought was great um so i'm gonna buy one hopefully you buy one uh, but that's going to do it for us here today on the podcast. I'd like to thank you for listening and supporting the show. You'd subscribe to the Lockdown Leafs podcast on all podcasting platforms and receive daily Leafs content. You can follow the show on Twitter at Lockdown Leafs. Follow myself at Mickey underscore Canuck. Be sure to check back in later this week for another episode. In the meantime, go check out Locked on NHL for some more great hockey talk. But until then, keep it locked right here on Lockdown Leafs.